Welcome to the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. To learn more about Salem Alliance, including house churches, gathering times, and other resources, visit us online at salemalliance.org. Today's talk is given by Steve Fowler. Welcome to our 100-year anniversary as a church. Praise God. Hey, our, our heart this weekend is just to echo the voice of the psalmist in Psalm 115, verse 1, where he says, not to us, not to us, Lord, but to you be the glory. It is your name that we will declare your love and your faithfulness. And that is what this weekend is all about, is celebrating who God is and who he has been among us as a church. And, um, you know, if if you ever meet somebody, it's always helpful to know their story. It helps you understand them, helps you get to know them a bit. And churches have stories as well. You can name some churches from the New Testament, Corinth, Colossae, Ephesus, Antioch, just saying the name of the church uh, causes perhaps a story to rise of that church in your own mind. And Sam Lyons Church has a story. Some of you have been around for some time. You, you know the story fairly well. Others, for, for you're, you're new. Others, this is your first weekend here, and you're going, what is going on here? Uh, welcome. Glad you're here. It's a great weekend. And those of you who join us online, welcome as well. And house churches, so glad you're with us. And we want to just make sure we're all caught up on who we are in our story. And uh, so we have a video the teens put together that just chronicles the last hundred years. Watch this video, enjoy, and revel in who our God has been in this place. In 1916, a 46-year-old widow named Isabel White began praying that God would do something new in her hometown of Salem, Oregon. She had been captivated by the teachings of A.B. Simpson, the founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, and gathered with five others who shared her passion for the nations to know Jesus. After praying for five years, an Alliance church was planted. Twenty people met weekly in Isabel's home. A year later, they hired their first pastor. Alice Caswell, a graduate of the Missionary Training Institute in New York, accepted the call and moved out west with her husband, Howard. The church held many revival meetings in those days. Stories were told of tumor shrinking, a girl who had never been able to speak, uttering her first words, and a blind woman who walked out and saw the moon for the first time. There were so many healing stories that the church was nicknamed the Repair Shop. In 1937, 14 years after they'd built their first building, a heavy snowstorm dropped 27 inches of snow, causing the roof of the church building to collapse. With their church building gone, church attendance dropped by 70%, and the lingering effects of a devastating Great Depression prompted the elders to make the difficult decision to disband the church. One of the elder's wives, Bertha Sheets, heard this news and told her husband that the church must stay together because the missionaries needed their prayer and financial support. In her words, they needed a church to come home to. So the decision was reversed and the elders chose not to disband the church and pressed on. Eventually, the church grew and Salem Alliance was able to purchase a condemned church building on the corner of Fifth and Gaines, our current location. Many pastors, both male and female, came and went over the next 25 years. Some of the pastors stayed for less than a year, while others stayed on average for two years. The church continued to worship together, send missionaries overseas, 
run a radio program, hold weekly services at the state penitentiary, build a new sanctuary, and hold evangelistic meetings in an effort to reach their neighbors for Jesus. With the arrival of Don and Dee Bubna in 1964, a new era in the life of our church was born. Don brought fresh ideas, new vision, and a much-needed stability by staying 23 years as senior pastor. He created sub-parishes in neighborhoods all over Salem and oversaw the completion of a new sanctuary called Cedar Hall. Don introduced the singing of the Hallelujah Chorus at the Christmas Eve service, which continues to this day. One night at a prayer service, he wrote the words love and unity up on a chalkboard. Don declared, this is what we are going to pray about. We must be a people who love one another and are unified. This is a foundational quality that continues to characterize Salem Alliance to this day. It was also during these years that the Vietnam War and the killing fields of Cambodia displaced hundreds of thousands of people. Many sought refuge in the U.S. Don led the way for refugees to be sponsored and cared for by Salem Alliance. One refugee, Joe Kong, would flee Cambodia and be resettled in Salem. Joe became a disciple of Jesus at Salem Alliance. He would eventually become an elder at Salem Alliance, a denominational leader, and return to his home country, Cambodia, as a missionary with his wife Kay. With a strong foundation of love and unity, the leadership baton was passed to Morris Dirks in 1988, where he built on the foundation of love and unity and focused outside the church. As lead pastor, Morris led the church to establish a partnership with Grant Elementary School. Salem Alliance was led by godly men and women with strong leadership skills. Morris hired Jane Wolfe, who directed the support and recovery ministries, Ron and Laura Lee Friesen, who led Salem Alliance in a new worship era and created a Christmas community outreach event called Evening in December, and Barbara Fletcher, who became the pastor of women's ministries and was the first woman in decades to preach a sermon from the pulpit. Deaf interpretation began to be offered during morning services. Morris led the way for a mission statement to be written. It still guides us today. It states, we exist to exalt Jesus Christ, to become his fully devoted followers and share his grace and truth with all people. The most significant event during these years was the pivotal elders meeting where it was agreed that Salem Alliance would remain in the Grant neighborhood as a downtown church rather than relocate to the simplicity of the suburbs. This landmark decision further solidified our commitment to the heart of the city of Salem. Under Morris's leadership, the church doubled in size and the current worship center was completed in 1994, furthering our commitment to stay and to be a part of the downtown community of Salem. After Morris Dirk's departure in 2000, Matt Boda served two years as interim pastor until John Stumbo came as lead pastor in 2002. John's heart to reach more people became a driving force behind the launch of Saturday services in 2006. John envisioned the construction of a building that would be unlike any other on the Salem Alliance campus. It was called the Broadway Project, the largest outreach and building project in the history of Salem Alliance Church. John also led the church to focus their missions efforts abroad. John and Steve Fowler, who was pastor of outreach at the time, 
investigated global partnership possibilities and selected the Middle East as a location to focus on. A Japanese and Russian worship service also began to meet on the Salem Alliance campus. In the fall of 2008, John experienced a severe, mysterious illness, one that almost took his life on numerous occasions. The church responded by gathering for impromptu prayer meetings where they asked God to heal their pastor. During those meetings, they were drawn closer to God, to one another, and experienced a deeper level of faith. The lingering effects of John's illness prompted him to resign as lead pastor. The church leadership passed the leadership mantle to Steve Fowler. Steve led the church through the final stages and grand opening of the Broadway Commons building, which became home to Salem Free Clinics, Broadway Coffee House, Broadway Life Center, The Upper Room, and REACH Training Institute. Recognizing that many college graduates are not able to pursue a God-given call to local and international ministry due to significant amounts of tuition debt, Steve cast a vision for a ministry training institute that would not burden students with debt and would accelerate their placement in ministry. REACH Training Institute was launched and students began graduating debt-free and field-ready. RTI graduates can now be found serving in the nations and the neighborhoods. In 2010, an anonymous donor paid for the staff to go to New York to attend a Rekindle the Flame conference, which would begin a new journey of rediscovering the Holy Spirit. A renewed emphasis was placed on listening to God and ministering in His power. Healing began to be experienced by many. Stories of healing include a woman being healed of her inability to swallow, a man was healed of cancer, and the parents of a little boy being prepped for surgery were told by the surgeon, surgery isn't necessary as it appears parts of his body had been recreated. In 2012, Steve declared that the church's vision was to see Salem become a city at peace with God. The leadership also spent time listening and seeking God's heart for multiplication, setting things in motion which led to a thriving livestream ministry, a strengthening of Dallas Alliance Church, and Toulouse International Church in France. Salem's signing service, now known as Deaf Ecclesia and The Way Church, were two new churches planted from Salem Alliance in this season. Salem Alliance continues to reach the nations as multiple teams are sent overseas each year and an investment continues in a partnership with workers in the Middle East. The focus was also directed at our neighborhoods as Salem Alliance committed to a show and tell of the gospel. Feed Salem handed out food boxes monthly. The Royal Order of the Red Suspenders delivered firewood to families without heat for the winter, and the Furniture Bank dropped off much needed household items to families in need. As global conflicts and wars displaced hundreds of thousands, Salem became a resettlement city for incoming refugees. With a vision to reach the nations who were now coming to the U.S., Steve, in 2016, made the decision to hire Doug and Anya Holcomb as pastors of Refugee Ministry. This new focus of ministry to our new neighbors being resettled in Salem gave birth to Salem for Refugees, the International Prayer Gathering, and Sparrow Furniture, a social business which provides employment and English language skills to refugees. Love and unity, a commitment to staying in our community, grace and truth, a heart for the nations and the neighborhoods, men and women empowered for ministry, 
caring for refugees, physical, emotional, and relational healing, show and tell, a city at peace with God. The last 100 years are a beautiful story, each chapter building on the last one, each page a deeper revelation of who God is and who He's calling Salem Alliance to continue to be. What will the next 100 chapters say? Church, it's, it's an incredible video, and it's incredible what God has done over the last hundred years. In the book of Ezra, in the third chapter, the people of Israel gather together, and with praise and thanksgiving, they are at a celebration ceremony, and they declare that his love endures forever. The love of the Father endures forever. And today, we are here to celebrate. We're here to declare that his love endures forever. And would you join me, those of you on live stream as well, as we just give a prayer of thanks. Join me with your yes and amen as we celebrate what God has done here in this city through us. So join me in prayer. Jesus, we declare that you are Lord and Savior. Your kingdom is coming here on earth as it is in heaven. It has for 100 years, and we celebrate that today. We celebrate that your favor has been here on us as a community of believers. We acknowledge that, and we thank you for that. We declare that your love does endure forever. And this morning, we just thank you for the leaders that you have called here, for the men and women who have served, who have given of their resources, of their time, of their finances to bless our children, to declare your peace throughout our city, to serve in our clinics and to serve our new neighbors, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the way that you have sustained us through the good times and the bad. We thank you because you are a God that cares about your people. You care about our city. And so we thank you for the peace that has been brought here. And we declare that more peace is to come to our city through us, your people. This morning, Lord, we ask that the joy of the Lord continue to fall upon us, that that joy will be our strength and that your favor will continue to rest upon us for the next hundred years. As we bless our neighborhoods, as we send people to the nations, Lord, would you remain with us? We will give you all the glory because you are a good father and you are a great king. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. You're probably aware that we are just one small slice of a larger global family that's called the Christian Missionary Alliance. Uh, millions of partners around the globe and uh, in countries and uh, 2,000 churches here in the United States. And uh, we're part of a region that's called the Alliance Northwest. And I'm joined by Monty Wright. Uh, Monty uh, is a personal friend. Monty, a uh, church planter, it's, uh, planted a church called Snoqualmie Valley Alliance Church, was there for 21 years and is now uh, the Alliance Northwest District Superintendent. He, uh, he oversees over 100 churches in our region. In some church traditions, you would be called a bishop, which I just think we need to bring that back, so I've been saying it all weekend long. But 
I've asked Monty as a friend and as a leader in our denomination to speak a word of blessing over us on this significant weekend. So, Monty, would you do Thank that? Thank you so much, Stephen. Good morning to all of you. It is so good to be here and to celebrate with you all, not only in the room, but online, what God has been up to for 100 years. Humble beginnings, but God has continued to grow as this church has continued to grow. I don't know about all of you in the room, but as for me, looking back at some of those pictures just brought back so many memories. I was wondering about the the last conversation that I had with Don Bugna. Um, I was uh, just reminiscing about Morris Dirk's amazing hair. And I, you know, this young John Stumbo, young Matt Boda, young, young Steve Fowler, all of these men who also poured into my life as well over the years. And I'm very thankful for those relationships. And I'm excited for what God is going to do next here at Salem Alliance. So I just want to take this opportunity. I want to pray over you. Uh, I want to pray with you. And so if you would just bow your heads, close your eyes with me. I'd like to pray this blessing to you and with you. This morning we say, Abba, thank you that we are celebrating 100 years of life, love, and ministry at Salem Alliance. We thank you that we are all one in Christ, and we pray that as members of your body, your Holy Spirit would continue to knit us together in the bonds of unity and love in the next 100 years as he has in the past 100 years. Lord, you have promised that you are the one that would build your church, and we ask that you would continue to equip and unleash each of us here, both individually and corporately, with the talents and gifts that have been given by Holy Spirit to strengthen the church and to reach the lost. Protect us from the tactics of the enemy who seeks to destroy and to cause divisions among your body. Help us to be sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, and gentle with each other. Let us not be motivated by selfishness, but to continue in humility. May we seek to regard the needs and the necessities of others before ourselves. So today, give us wisdom, and give wisdom to the elders and the leaders. Give wisdom to those who teach, and a teachable spirit to those that listen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of Holy Spirit be with us all today and forever, because we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. My name is Wanda Werner. And I started coming to Salem Alliance in 1952. My name is Paul Gunther, and I've been coming to Salem Alliance Church for 70 years, off and on, through the years. I first came in 1951. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and I came to, to the Salem Alliance Church in 1953. I was became a member in 1952, or 53, I'm sorry, uh, after marrying Willie Walsh. I came to Salem Alliance when I was almost three years old. I was two years old in December of 1953. I heard about Salem Alliance through my husband's 
co-worker. We were not Christians at the time, but he kept inviting us until we decided to come and get him off our back. <laughs> My in-laws were charter members, so that was a stay factor. And Salem Alliance has been our home church all along, although our membership may not have been here, but uh, we always considered it home. My first impressions of Salem Alliance was my dad was invited to be pastor here when I was a sophomore or junior year. He had an opportunity to pastor in several other churches at the same time. But at that very time, he was called the Salem Alliance Church without ever having seen the church and the people had never seen him other than a couple of people who had uh, heard him speak in a conference up in Washington. My grandfather became the, um, the new pastor of the church here. And so my mom and dad and I moved out and followed them out here. Well, just I was growing up, I was in there all my life. And that's what I heard about it because I lived at, uh, that was my whole life was Alliance Church. And so I heard about it as a little child from the time I was a baby, shall we say. There were some significant memorable events in, in my life in Salem Alliance Church. And I remember the first time driving into Salem with our trailer behind us with all our belongings in it. We decided to come by the church and take a look. And we saw this huge barn-like building and our hearts sank. It really sank because the roof was sagging paint was peeling. There were some 20 stairs up, rickety stairs, wooden stairs, with paint peeling off of that. That was our first impressions of the building. I remember, so I'd have been pretty young, obviously, but I remember climbing those steps with my mother holding her hand. And I just remember it, it just like took forever to get to the top of the steps. So it was 14 or 16 steps up to the platform, up to the main floor into the sanctuary of that church that was on this corner. And with an old building building falling down. I think they paid $1,400 for it or something like that. When I came, there was 50 people in the church. And since that time, I think it's gone, I don't know how it's come up over 2,000. But that was the start, uh, one of the big things I remember. I tell you, just to watch this grow, to see now we've got offices where the balcony was. Oh, I've seen a lot of changes. Growth, of course, both in people and the size of the campus. I've seen a lot of changes in Salem Lions Church down through the years. There's been a lot of growth. It's been continual growth, in fact. Numbers of people that have been coming year after year. Ministries have grown. Um, community groups, there was shepherding groups, there's been all kinds of ministry groups that have taken place down through the years. The style of worship has changed. The way we dress has changed. Uh, much of our cultural things have changed, but the message has not changed. And that's what I'm grateful for. I think I've seen God work in Salem Alliance by the outreach that so many churches have moved out, you know, in the areas where we had worked. They'd wanted to move out to where there's more space. But where Salem Alliance had stayed here in the center where we can reach out to people, the ministries to the schools that are, are local and to the families, the uh, food 
drives, the clothing drives, all of this is, is just the best, the best of the best. You know, we wouldn't grow if God wasn't working, I think. And then you see how we reach out to the community, the neighborhood, the um, programs that we have at Broadway, the coffee house that brings people in, the clinic. Those all are ways that people come in to our church through different avenues than just walking in the church doors. One always likes to dream ahead and what would happen a hundred years from now. I would pray that there would be a list of missionaries graduates of this little church of, you know, school across the road. And I, I pray that we continue developing men and women to go out and reach out and call Salem Alliance Home Church. Well, in a hundred years, I hope Salem Alliance looks like it does now and that people are still being one to the Lord, all ages. and. Um, and just growing in grace and knowledge of Him. I would say almost the same thing. At least it's big, or maybe bigger, but I've been preaching the same, preaching the gospel message, and and even even my, the clinic where where, where, they, where they help people physically too. And that's part of that's part of the gospel. Obviously, that it would still preach the gospel but that missions would have expanded even more. And my grandparents were missionaries and my parents were very supportive of missions. I've always grown up with missions being very important in our family. So um, in a hundred years, I'd like to see it even better. I think the church is gonna look very different. Culturally, we will be the very different kind of people. Music will probably be different. Styles of worship, the way we dress, Ministries will be different, but I hope and pray that the gospel message, the message, the central message of Salem Lions Church will remain the same. We exist to exalt Jesus Christ, become his fully devoted followers, and share his grace and truth with all people. And I would hope that with house churches planted all around, I don't think Salem Alliance Church necessarily will be much bigger in size, in terms of buildings, maybe it will. But all the neighborhood churches might have been started through house churches, other churches planted elsewhere. And I think Salem Alliance Church will continue to grow and have its impact upon the city of Salem to make it a city of peace with God. And I think the world will be impacted and continually impacted by missionaries sent forth from Salem Alliance Church and the ministries that we have here. I'm thankful for Salem Alliance Church. For people who have planted themselves here at Sam Alliance for so long, really 70 years, these folks who shared their memories uh, have been calling Sam Alliance Church home. And it's looked different over the years. And um, it also seems like they may need some healing from the trauma from all those steps up to, uh, it's amazing. I, we, we, I interviewed each of them on separate occasions, so they had no idea that the others were, were talking about those steps, but they remember those steps. Uh, Hey, great memories, good memories, and uh, memories that go back even farther. I stumbled upon an article from the Alliance Weekly, 1923, as our first pastor, Alice Caswell, 
um, just shared how God was on the move at Salem Alliance Church. Now, listen to what she wrote. She said, it seems to us it would be impossible to tell of God's wonderful working in these services. Many souls were saved. In some instances, whole families. Often they were saved kneeling in their own seats, others at the altar. Still others were saved before being prayed for their bodily ills. We had a baptismal service where 20 were immersed, making a total of 38 for the week. She continues, the testimonies of healing that preceded the baptismal service were simply marvelous. One young woman was healed of 13 different diseases, a punctured eardrum being one. The ear was entirely deaf. After, she, after prayer, she could hear her own little wristwatch. Still, more marvelous, two sisters, one born deaf, the other deaf from 18 months old, received their hearing. The younger, who was nine years old, awoke in the night, hearing the wind rattle the window. She cried, never having heard a sound before in the night. Asthma, dropsy, consumption, necrosis of the bone, chronic headache, goiter, stomach trouble, and diseases of all kinds disappeared in an answer to the promise, ye shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And one marked feature of our meetings was the power of God coming upon people and their falling under it. Almost every case received immediate and complete healing. The cases of children being healed were many and marked. Many were wonderfully baptized in or with the Holy Spirit. And catch her this last line. This is 1923. This, we believe, is the beginning of what God wants to do. And our God has continued to be on the move. And we've been privileged to do that as family. Men and women leading, healing, miracles, outpouring of Holy Spirit, love and unity. And at the core of our beginnings, our genesis as a church, is a passion for the gospel to be declared in the neighborhoods and the nations. In fact, before 10 years was up as a church, in the mid-1920s, the first missionary was sent. Here's a picture on the screen. The young woman on the right, her name is Viola Post. Viola, was, Viola Post was sent uh, to, to New Guinea as a missionary. She was in her early 20s when she went. And since the 1920s, this has been a place where people have been sent to the nations. This has been a place that's supported and has given of resources and prayed for their missionaries. And friends, that continues to be the case. It continues to happen. In fact, today, we have the privilege of doing it again, of sending uh, uh, more missionaries. I'm gonna invite uh, Rob Basham, uh, Monty Wright, I'm gonna invite Grant and Dakota Shaw, Michelle Unwin uh, to join me up here on the platform. Um, as we uh, have the privilege of uh, praying for Grant and Dakota. And there's actually two, two things going on in their, in their lives. Um, not only are they about to be sent, they are also uh, at this moment in their lives where they have passed all the, I don't even call them tests, jumped through the hoops, sat through the interviews, uh, and, uh, and they have been ordained by our denomination as well as they go. And, um, and in 10 days, they're getting on a plane and they are going to Kosovo um, as Christian and Missionary Alliance official workers. 100 years later, once again, we're doing it again. 
And um, we want to talk about ordination, so I'm going to invite uh, Rob Basham to tell us a little bit about that process and what that means for these two. Sure, ordination is a big deal, church, and today we get to join with Grant and Dakota. We get to declare them ordained, set apart for ministry. We trust that you, as we have just observed you over the last years, we, we know that this is good to us, this is good to the Spirit. You've gone through numerous assessments, intellectual, psychological, you've gone through Bible quizzes, you've gone through theological assessments, and you have passed everything. You've also completed all the Alliance-required ministries. You've served in Kosovo. You've served in other places. And so today, we get to celebrate with you. We get to set you apart. And your calling is one to shepherd, to shepherd the church. And we have a tradition here at Sam Alliance where we actually give out these shepherd's hooks. And so we hand these to you just as a symbol of what the role that you are being called into is. And we look forward to the pictures of you getting on a plane in 10 days with these shepherd's hooks. It's going to be really, really awkward. Uh, but, but today we get to charge you. It's part of, the, part of the service here. And so I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ with the words taken from 2 Timothy. I charge you. In the name of God and Jesus Christ, who is a judge living in the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. And so we bless you with those words. We charge you to go and to do that. As you serve in a center, as you church plant even as I prayed for you yesterday, I saw this picture of a fire tower, and I saw you two up in this fire tower looking over your city of Jalan, seeing what God was doing, where he was at work, and I pray that you will have that type of insight, that you will see where the kingdom of God is moving, and you will get to partner with it. You have been equipped, and today we set you apart. Today we adorn, ordain you as ministers of the gospel. What's uh, exciting about this is uh, Grant and Dakota are graduates of RTI. They're, as Mabel talked in that video, that little school across the street. <laughs> and, um, and what a privilege that we have been able to see you um, grow as leaders and to see uh, this day come. And man, so excited for you guys. And church, uh, just a reminder to us. Uh, in our story is a moment where um, in, in one of our original buildings, uh, some guys cut some posts out of the church building so they could have a better look at the platform. The snow came 27 inches, the roof caved in, and the elders decided that uh, they were going to close. And uh, one of the elders went home and told uh, his wife, and his wife said, uh-uh, we can't close because we, we've got... We've got our missionaries around the world. They, they've got to have some place to come back to, and they need someone to support, support them and, and pray for them. And that decision was reversed because of what God was doing, not only in their own neighborhoods, but what he's doing in the nations. And so in a moment like this, it's incumbent upon us to continue the legacy of being a church that not only sends, but a church that gives and a church that prays for our international workers and today, for people like Grant and Dakota. So we, we have a part in this as well, in, in the sending. And as we prepare to pray for you guys, I would just love, just could you just tell us briefly, um, tell us a little bit of what you guys are going to do in Kosovo? 
Yeah, uh, good morning. Um, for, sorry. First, I, I just want to say, uh, this sounds super impressive, uh, and it doesn't always feel, we don't really feel that impressive all the time. Um, it's really just an absolute honor to be here and sent on this day and uh, to be a part of the story of the kingdom. So it's, re- it's really an honor. Um, but yes, we are going to Jalan, Kosovo, a small city of about 90,000. There's a center there that we're going to be joining, and uh, they do relief and development work. We are being sent as church planters, as clergy to come alongside and evangelize and disciple to people of peace that come through those doors. And could you tell us a little bit of how to pray for you? Yeah. Um, So firstly, as you heard, we're leaving in 10 days. So there's a lot to pray for there. Uh, Maybe some supernatural rest. And as we prep and fly, just for safety. And um, two things on the ground would be Again, supernatural language ability. We're learning Albanian. We have a little bit under our belt. Um, But we want to learn the heart language of the people fast. And um, also that we meet people of peace quickly um, so that we can share the gospel with them. Fantastic. Church, Sam, would you stand as we pray a commissioning prayer for Grant Dakota today? Lord, we're so thankful for these two. We agree they have been called and set apart by you. They, uh, Lord, there is a calling on their life that has been tested and found to be approved. We celebrate that today. Ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they have been tested and approved and the calling has been seen that this is a couple that has been called to the nations. We celebrate that as a church. Well, Lord, we... We've heard your great commission to make disciples and go to the ends of the earth. And these two are just yet another. Another two who have heard that call and have said yes to you. And so collectively, we say yes to the privilege and responsibility of sending them and praying for them and giving uh, to their work. And we say yes in agreement with you for the call in their lives. And so today... Uh, We celebrate their ordination and we commission them now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Church, would you celebrate with Grant Dakota? Thanks for listening to the Salem Alliance podcast. We hope you have been challenged and inspired. Salem Alliance is a community of believers located in downtown Salem, Oregon, and we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. To experience other messages and discover more about who we are, please visit salemalliance.org or download the Salem Alliance app. And again, thanks for listening.